0: Syracuse and all of Central New York. So you is may have heard this before. Um, so if you have, try to laugh anyway. Um, but in in this story about the woman caught in adultery, you know Jesus says, uh, "The one who is without sin may they throw the first stone." And there's a joke that says a stone was thrown all the way from the back and landed in front of the woman with adultery. And Jesus says, Mother, I'm trying to make a point here. See, you laughed. That was good. Way to go. Reach out. So I thought about that because I've actually never heard that done in a church before. But when I asked the friars, For example, you all remember Father Brennan Joseph. He would say, oh, that joke is old. It's been said many times. Well, maybe he's done it many times, but that was my first time, so I was pretty glad with that result there. Um, But in today's gospel, I think something that's really important to recognize is the context in which we heard the gospel. So if we think about it, it starts off by saying that Jesus was teaching in the temple. There was a bunch of people around him. Then the Pharisees and the the scribes come, and they bring a woman caught in adultery. Well, what does that actually mean? Well, for one, it means that people knew that this was going to happen. So they were there waiting to catch her as she was committing adultery. So they planned to catch her in the act. But if you think about it, after all, who cheats on their spouse in the middle of public? So they were trying to... um, already um, captured this woman. And then, one of the things that we also can need to know was that there must have been two witnesses. Because in the Jewish time, in order for something to be deemed credible, there would have had to have been at least two people who have witnessed it. So we now, not only was there one person that was trying to find her, there was at least two people that were trying to capture her. And then we know that, well, where's the person? Where's it, the person that she was sleeping with? If she was caught in adultery, she was caught in adultery with someone else. And how come that person was abroad? Because according to Jewish law, both parties are considered credible. They're considered culpable of the act. And so it's from that, then we're plopped into this story where Jesus is placed. And then there's more to the story because as it mentioned, they were trying to trap Jesus. Well, what were they trying to trap? Well, if Jesus were to say yes, we should stone her because she's committed adultery, that would mean that he is approving of Roman law. And at that time, Roman law was the only people that were able to condemn someone, they were able to commit capital punishment. That's why in a couple of weeks, when we celebrate the Passion, it was Pontius Pilate was the one who, who, who um, is credited for executing Jesus. It wasn't the Sanhedrin or the Pharisees. They needed the Romans in order to condemn Jesus. And so today, if Jesus were to say, yes, let's stone her, that means he's siding with the Romans. But if Jesus were to say, oh, just let her go, then he would be going against Jewish law, which would have said, if someone is caught in adultery, they should be stoned. So Jesus is stuck between following the Romans or he's stuck between following the Jews. And he decides to do something completely different. He decides to go on the floor and write something. Now, granted, you would think that those who are recording this story would have told us what he wrote. But we have no idea. And then the Pharisees, and then he says, let the one among you without sin cast the first stone. Granted, Mary didn't throw the first stone, as we've established. And then he writes down again. But we don't know what he writes down. But we know that whatever he wrote down changed those that were there to accuse her. Because they began to walk away from the elders onward to the youngest. To the, to the youngest, that's the word, yeah, the youngest. And he says, has no one come to condemn you? And the woman says no. And then Jesus says, neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, do no more sin. Sin no more. And when I was reflecting on today's scripture passages, I do what I always do when I sit down and I say, okay, God, what is it that you want me to say to the people of God? There was a whole nother page to this homily that was not said today because God told me they don't need to hear that. So lucky for you. But what God told me to focus on was the fact that when we come to the sacrament of confession, the same words that the priest says in the prayer of absolution are similar to what Jesus says. Neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, sin no more. Jesus doesn't keep a list of the sins that we've confessed. In both the first reading and the second reading, it talked about forgetting the past and looking on to the future. When you and I leave the confessional, we're charged to sin no more. We're charged to live differently. And I think that uh, with coming to the sacrament of confession, there's three things I think we're called to do. One, we're called to actually accept God's forgiveness. That God's forgiveness is generous, is total, and is unconditional. There's no strings attached. Second, we're called to forgive ourselves. Now, forgiving ourselves is hard. There's many times where I've, been in the, where I've been on the other side of the confessional, listening to people's sins, and they say, I confessed this blank and blank years ago, and I'm unsure if it was forgiven. And my answer to them always is it was forgiven, and it's going to be forgiven now. And the third thing we have in response to confession is to live differently, is to change our life, is to try to sin no more. Even if that sin is one that keeps on coming up over and over and over again, maybe we're going to try Maybe if we do it five times in a week, we'll try the next week to do it only four times. Maybe the next week after that, three times. Maybe the next week after that, two times, and so on. But if we take little by little, we let go of the past, and we look to the future, I think that we'll be a better world. We'll be a better place. We a place where, yes, we acknowledge that we're sinners. But yet, we've learned and given the gift of trying again. And so I know that next Monday, we're going to have the light is on, um, both here at Assumption, both at the Franciscan place and both through places throughout the diocese, where you have the opportunity to go to confession. Maybe it's been a week. Maybe it's been three days. Maybe it's been five years. Maybe it's been 20 years. Know that you are worth going to the sacrament, that you are worth going and bringing forth, letting out of ourselves that which is heavy, so that we can hear those words that you are forgiven. Go and sin no more. Thanks for listening to the Assumption Church Podcast. To listen to more episodes, connect with us in our community, or join us for worship, please visit assumptionsyr.org.